Welcome to the Drinking Disorderly Podcast brought to you by the Launchpad Media. Go to www.thelaunchpadmedia for all your podcasting needs, where you can see Johnny Rocket, uh, Alex Merced. Uh, I think there's a couple new people coming in, but also you can see us. And isn't that grand? Like, really? Hi! Also, you can go to anchor.fm slash Ozaraptor and uh, listen to our audio episodes. Uh, and you can also donate to us. Please donate to us. Please. I appreciate it. You can go yeah. to com slash drunk-n-disorderly and donate to us there. And all of that does get you into the uh, the biggest dick in college football challenge. Um, it's a cool trophy, guys. Seriously. Yeah, I ordered the trophy. It is a penis. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Thank you, wish.com. Not a sponsor, but should be. <laughs> as much as we talk <laughs> about wish products on here. Uh, right, and, and then also there's uh, youtube.com slash go find us because that's a mess. It's down there if you want to look. Um, just look for Drunken Disorderly on YouTube. We are growing on YouTube, which makes me happy. Uh, and that's mostly the launch pad because I don't do much with that. They do. So thanks, guys. Thanks, launchpad. Um, uh, Justin, yes, Dre's pussy is making noises. Uh, that is a constant for our show. Um <laughs> This is what we do. Oh, God damn. Also, my mask is not dumb. And uh, Max Abramson, since you're commenting, I've messaged you twice. You should get back to me. Just, you know. Do it, it, dude. Seriously, man up, Max. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's seen the messages. I don't think it's got to do with him manning up or not. Dre's call, or Aaron's calling you out, Max. Just know that. All right. Um, so, Dre, are you hey, ready? Hey, FYI, in that, in that whole battle, like, I'm Team O'Donnell. So, come on, Max. Your your representative page, Max. Go check your messages. Uh, there you go. Maybe you messages. Yes, messages. Please yep. check them. All right, Dre, go. All right, yeah, Dre. So I'm super happy about uh, my county range day Friday. It was way more successful than the first one, and we we're going to have them every month. Like my parent, my dad came. We had LP reps from all over uh, the county come, and. Um, some of my coworkers came and Caleb, fuck boy. So Caleb's got some. Oh yeah, we uh, John um, guilted him into coming and made him shoot all of his biggest guns. And Caleb has some nice stripes on his shoulder too. Did he uh, cry show- though? Did he cry? I know he cried. He did not cry for his mommy this time. Damn it! That was a completely different situation where Candy was involved and he was a total bitch boy. He's but, becoming uh, resilient, and that scares me. Just a little bit. We're, we're trying to get some man into him. No, I love Caleb. He's uh, performing tonight, and John going to see him. John is my uh, husband. So anyway, so we're going to do that again uh, November 4th. Anybody interested in Omaha, come out. We're to uh, entertain on the 4th or hit me up if you are interested. How are you doing it monthly, but you're skipping the best month of the year? Or, oh, God. Sorry. October 4th. What am I saying? Raptor with the save. Thank you. I'm so glad at that. Unless I have a calendar in front of me. I'm super so. excited about these medical marijuana patient drives that we're, we're talking about Austin here um, for a region, a regional party. It's, it's exciting. Um, hopefully everything comes together sooner rather than later. Absolutely. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest, Mr. Andrew Keaton of Region TV and author of Laughter is Better Than Communism. Hello. Post- <laughs> 
something's off with Andrew Heaton. Sir, thank you so much for coming on. We love having people like yourself. I'm amazed that you agreed. Thank you so much. Well, I think you're welcome. I'm delighted to be here, although I don't really know what I got into. Uh, I've been I here five minutes. Know. There's been a guy in a raptor mask, and, and uh, one of you appears to be naked, uh, and the other one appears to be at a 1990s-era comedy club. Uh, and so uh, just based on the visuals that I'm seeing right here. And I, I do want to real quick point out, uh, I was the host of Something's Odd with Andrew Heaton. That concluded the program I currently host is called The Political Orphanage. So if any of your listeners enjoyed me on this this uh, this show, then you can check me out on The Political Orphanage. That would be where to find me. The Political Orphanage. I'm going to check that out. It's great. You'll enjoy it. It's funny. You know, Carl, also do Carl, your show. Oh, yeah, we've got an actual celebrity on tonight. Is that me? Am I? That's you. <laughs> you guys need to set your sights on here. <laughs> so one thing I learned about myself in the last two days while uh, looking you up, my name is Andrea. I cannot type Andrew on the first try mm. ever. My fingers won't do it. So it was, <coughs> this is a W. You know, I they, you know, a lot of people know this. They designed the, the QWERTY keyboard to get people to type Andrew slower because it was just too fast and it was throwing up, it was gumming up all the keys. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, that's why we've got the, the, we don't have the Dvorak keyboard. Sounds legit. <laughs> Look, do yourself a favor if you're unfamiliar with um, with oh. Andrew's comedy, Google him. Look for the really old stand-up shit. It's amazing. Oh, good. I hope so. That's it's really good. Thank you. But my favorite was the, uh, the Game of Thrones one and oh, the Christmas yeah. one. Those are two of my favorites of yours. What, what was the second one? The Game of Thrones, uh, Thrones one and the what? The Christmas one where you're playing oh, right. every- Where we, we mentioned like every single reference we could in, in, a, in a 60 second period. Yeah, on the note of Google, somebody contacted me today and apparently if you Google me and you don't already know me, the fourth search option is Andrew Heaton wife question mark, which means that people want to know if I'm married but have terrible grammar. Apparently there is a significant, there, there's a statistically significant group of women or men who are intrigued by my marital status that can't put a sentence together. Uh, so uh, that—that's uh, you. You too uh, could be a part of that. Well, look, you're a dapper guy. It, it, it could be equal well, amounts of men and women, right? I, I, I accept. I accept praise and free drinks from everybody. Whoever wants to hit on me is everybody's welcome. Are you uh, married? Uh, let the people know. No, I googled myself. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, currently currently single. So uh, it's you know I'm I'm open. Uh, if, if you've got an interesting passport, uh, you do yoga. There's lots of different things we could, we can could figure out a route. Awesome. Oh, God. Dude, I love this. This is amazing. Oh, this is awesome. So I, uh, while we have a moment and we are talking to a comedian, uh, I do want to plug this Saturday. You're not going to be able to show up because it's invite only at this point. Uh, we are doing a comedy special. Uh, Scott's going to do it. Caleb's going to do it. And then a couple other people we know. And then a couple actual comedians are going to be there, too. Uh, and then the, those will be released on the interwebs for your consuming pleasure. Um, I, ha I have a joke ready to go about gaming and a poop joke. I would, that like is my joke. I would not like to hear the poop joke. The poop joke is not ready. The poop joke is not ready. The poop joke is not ready. Send that back to the lab. Uh, and and uh, yeah, have some, have some really big comedy guns work out the scatological humor. It's gotta be good at the poop joke. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's that's thing, being a comedian, I have uh, I have I have sat through more masturbation jokes than any human being is allowed to, according to the Geneva Convention. <laughs> uh, and and so like like if it's anything scatological, I'm like, you got to bring it. You got to pull it off. 
You know, I'm fine with the math. I would rather listen to a hundred masturbation jokes than any bathroom jokes. See, I think masturbation jokes only work if it's performance art. I'm going to go with, I feel like masturbation jokes and scatological humor are kind of the Sophie's choice of comedy for me. <laughs> where I, I just, meh. I'm like, yeah, but I'll, I'll listen to that. Men and women are different. I'm, I'm not done with that. We can do that. Uh, or I'll, I'll even I'll even take an airline peanuts joke. I don't, they don't make any sense anymore. I think airline food's actually pretty good right now. Uh, but, uh, but you know, I would listen to that. Oh, Why God. is airline food getting better? Like you would think, as much as they're cutting costs, that that would get worse. There, there's there's a legroom to delicious ratio uh, uh, yeah. that is working in our favor in terms of food, but not working in our favor in terms of legs. Yeah, and it's really not helpful if you're really fat like me, because airline, <laughs> you're I'm in like buying two seat territory. You know that point. said, if you're if you're built like a, a bearded praying mantis like me, it's also kind of difficult because you got to fold your legs into weird categories or weird, <laughs> weird shapes. Yeah. See, Zach, as much as you pick on Dry and I about our height, this is one area where we win. We right. Win. We can stuff you in the overhead, and it's fine. Could we? Is it possible? Could Could you make a plane? Where it was just bunk beds, like three or four levels of bunk beds you could. Is that the C one thirty? Is it? What? I would love to hang, yeah, a C one thirty. And I would totally do that. I would like. I would much rather just stack out in the bunk bed than have like, to stack yeah. around. Oh no! No, who's freezing? It, Not me. Oh him. no! It's him. Give him a minute. Yeah, his internet will level out. It's the internet. Things always break and fix themselves. There actually are planes that have beds on them, though. Typically, um, yeah, higher typically. end international flights. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a C one thirty. The ones I've seen, like at Sill, most of them had were set up that the troops could sleep on their flights out. So. When I was enlisted, we slept anywhere. Like, uh, hammocks than beds. Well, I mean, kind. It's more of a net kind of a thing, but the sling. Look, I mean, we sleep on cots while we're deployed, so or the that, floor or a chair. So I was air defense. We didn't sleep on no damn floor. We at least got a cot. <laughs> All right. You so hopefully, our guests will be coming back. Um, the, it's just the internet sometimes. Uh, you might want to message him. Do you want to message him? Yep. Yeah, legit guests, right? Yeah. <laughs> Scott's chewing me out for that comment about actual comedians. So yeah. Scott is actually pretty good. Uh, I'm more making fun of Caleb than Scott. I'm sorry, Scott. We're always making fun of You're still Caleb, my babe. Yeah. Please no. You know what? Just just for anybody who might be new, we might make fun of Caleb and laugh about Caleb, but Caleb is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, we, I, I make we fun of Caleb. Him. I make fun of Caleb because he's my friend, and that's how guys right. bond. Like we yeah. love Caleb. Andrew did not run away. He's having connectivity issues, Daniel. Has he messaged anyone good. back? I haven't texted him. Do you want me to? Yeah, I, I uh, messaged him. See what's going on. Oh, I have a text. Okay. Hang on. So a bunk bed flight. Yeah. I mean, a bunk bed flight. I don't know. I don't sleep well in places that aren't my bed. Let me rephrase. I don't sleep well without cuddling up to my wife, having my breathing machine and a fan that's literally so loud that you can't hear yourself think. Oh, Jesus. One of these days, I'm just going to post a picture of the fan that I have. It's legitimately a 36 inch barn fan that sits in my room. 
See, this is one more reason why you and I can never live in the same house. <laughs> right? We I'd could, like, we just couldn't share no, a bed. No, no, no. <laughs> I would hear that fucking whoosh, 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 all no, night and watch. Not like that. It's, not, it's the, it's a, it's a metal fan. It's not like a, an overhead. It's a, uh, it's an air mover. So it sounds like a jet engine, you know, or a helicopter. Hey, he's back. Yay. Uh, yep. Two seconds, one second, and you're in. And it. there he is. My apologies, and I don't want to start any conspiracy theories, but I feel like Big Bunk Beds was trying to silence me uh, <laughs> due to my very controversial opinions about plane flights. So anyway, I'm back. I figured out how to encrypt it. <laughs> uh, Daniel Hayes wants you to email him back about the National Convention. There's that. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then also, yeah, Daniel, like, like, like Andrew doesn't, you don't do anything, right? You have an <laughs> unlimited amount of free time. I just, you know what I do? I sit around my house and I go, I just wish some guy in a Raptor mask would reach out to me <laughs> and talk to me about random stuff like airline flights and, and stuff like that. And then it finally happened. I knew it would work uh, eventually. Wait, hold on. Somebody was saying earlier, uh, what was it? Carl Crambeck says the scientific libertarian steals your videos all the time. Is he stealing? Or is that guy stealing reason videos or is he stealing my videos? We'll, we'll find out. I'm sure. I don't, know if he's, I don't know. He steals our videos too. I think he just steals videos. Is he that yeah. Canadian? Is He's like in Canada and he just takes the videos. No, worse. He's worse. in Iowa. He's in Iowa? Yeah. The oh, man. libertarians in Iowa? That's yeah. right. That, him at the that, Iowa uh, convention, right? I don't remember him. Which one is he? Carl. Oh, I thought you were talking about the scientific libertarian. Carl. Carl is the scientific libertarian. Jesus Wait, Christ, so, Ray. So you, you, you personally know this person that's stealing content all the time? Yeah. yeah. And oh, we, no one's. How, why hasn't he been stopped? Well, what are you we're gonna too do? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yeah, you support no, I mean, like, that. You have it. Come here. You have to have the resources to stop him, right? And we're on here every week begging for subscribers. So we're just not there yet. Yeah. He's really. Once we get like 100 paid subscribers, Physically. we're totally coming after you to shut down your channel, bud. Yeah. You know, I uh, I didn't feel comfortable uh, killing people till I reached about the 500 subscriber mark. But once, <laughs> I, once I hit that, I was like, it's time for me to start whacking enemies. And, uh, at that point, man. Yep. At that, at that point, like, steal whatever you want, but pass a royalty on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. As long as we get our cut, we're fine. It's fine. Straight around. I mean, at least advertise us for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, not that lame like uh, hat tip tag us. Like, look, we all know that ain't gonna get any views. We know what the algorithm does to that shit. Yep. Do some day. real advertising for us. Put some money behind that shit. That would be awesome. <laughs> put put a five dollar boost at least. Come on. <laughs> Dude, you can subscribe for 99 cents a fucking month. Come on. <laughs> We're Aaron, all about Aaron's liberty, really beating this drum about how poor we are and how we need money. Uh, I apologize that you had to walk into her uh, her fundraising show, a.k.a. our podcast. It was, <laughs> you know what? The, the weird thing is it's just like an NPR donation drive. Uh, <laughs> as Erin uh, as lights whatever she's smoking now. Uh, it's just exactly the same. The only difference is that you could, I could see what you're up to. I can't see them on NPR, but I'm pretty sure it's the same people. Probably. We have joked about doing a Jerry Lewis style telethon. Oh, where you've, you've got like, you've got like the 15 phones and, uh, and people are calling in and that kind of thing. You should bring that back. I think that could be cool. Fun. It's yeah. fun. Thank you. 
Thank you for when we it. get to PewDiePie levels of subscribers, we'll totally do that. Yeah. It'd be cool to do a telethon where it's just, um, we're not necessarily asking people for money, but we're asking them to call and uh, give us the message they'd like to tell whatever idiot has been elected. So then we could just like mass mail that shit, like have operators writing it all down and send it in one big package. So, so you would, you would be like a, uh, an email aggregator for people in power, something like that. Yeah. Just, you know, like that whole, uh, call it a peaceful protest, but it, it would just be fun to troll somebody to that level. I, you know what? I'm all in favor. So I, I'll tell you my, my plan. Um, I, I was invited to the white house, uh, to not buy the white house, but a friend worked in the white house and, and invited me on a West wing tour a few months ago and I couldn't make it. But I, at the time I was like, if I go, there's a non-zero chance I'll meet the president. Like it's possible he could walk by. And if that's the case, like what could I say would be the most impactful? And I like I went through a bunch of nice things in my head that were like, you know, I think you would do better if you were blah, blah, blah. And then what I decided I should have done if it had happened is, uh, or in the future, is I would have gone, you know, Mr. President, it's an honor to meet the sitting president of the United States in the White House. Uh, your socks are fine. Your socks are fine. Anyway, it was nice to meet you. And then if he was like, wait, what about my socks? I'd be like, oh, uh, some people say your socks are boring. But they, in my opinion, they should be boring. You're the president. You should have boring <laughs> socks. Don't let that get to you. Uh, anyway, again, nice to meet you. And one of two things would happen. Either he would like grab me by the lapels and go, I know what you're doing. And then I'd feel a lot better. I would feel like he's in more of a grasp of the situation. But I think the more likely outcome is that you'd see him on Fox like in a week and he'd have like really bright pink socks on. And then it would slowly... If everybody else kept doing it, like if you, you somehow communicate to Anderson Cooper or something, do this thing next time you see Trump. Eventually, he's in like Lederhosen, and we can just get <laughs> it like from the waist down. We can get this really cool thing going on. Oh God, what a that little would be hilarious! Be awesome, hilarious. So, can we set up a GoFundMe to get you into the White House to do that? <laughs> that sounds great. We can know what we ought to do. Just let, let's just decide that whoever wins the next election, let's try and raise enough money to get me to become an ambassador. I think the going rate is like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I would be an awesome ambassador. I think I'd have a great time. I I, I promise I won't get us into any wars. Uh, I will mostly just get drunk and shake hands in another country. Is basically what I'm doing in Texas. I'll just do it in another country. Isn't that, you know, the role of a liberty activist is to get drunk and shake hands and make as many connections as you can at these things? I mean, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you I could just be a, the ambassador to Ireland and the drinking would be, would be expected at that point. You know, I, I just, I'll, I'll assume what I'm planning on. I, I, I just had a show. I, I was invited out to Iceland. I gave a speech to international students for liberty. I had a great time. And uh, I, I decided that I'm going to run for mayor of Iceland. Uh, not Reykjavik, because I don't know how to spell it, just Iceland. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, I'm putting together a campaign, and I've had some people volunteer. They're like, I'll help you with your campaign. Granted, none of them live in Iceland. But I feel like <laughs> if we get 100,000 write-in votes not from Iceland, they'll at least have to pay attention. So I don't know, maybe it'll happen. Will America own Iceland by then? I assume so. I, I assume that they'll, or at least we'll, we'll, we'll get enough of it to build a Trump Tower or something. Okay. Because like after Greenland, it's the next logical place to go, right? Yeah, well, that's we've got a military base there. Uh, we have a military base every fucking yeah, where. Good point. I, I how did I? I need to narrow that down a little bit. Uh, it's <laughs> one of our eight military bases across the globe is located in Iceland. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Hayes says ambassador to Latvia. Hell yes, I would take that. I bet that'd be a great time. Uh, and 
Uh, I used to be East Orthodox, so I go to the Latvian Orthodox Church. You've already got a connection right there. I'll use that with the Senate committee that's confirming me. I bet the women are gorgeous. They're probably blonde. I don't know. If not, that's fine. They've got, you know, uh, they've, they've got people in liquor, and uh, I'll just hang out. It'll be awesome. I mean, they have cheap, like, potato liquor, though. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, run, I'll run it through a coffee filter. I'm nothing if not a <laughs> problem. So every oh, time I think a Latvia, it just makes me think of Lithuania more than anything. Anything in like that Eastern Bloc mm -hmm. is Lithuania to me. And that's because when I used to play like a text-based uh, internet game from the late 90s, I'm dating myself now, uh, all of the best players were Lithuanian and they cheated their asses off to get there. Nice. Fuck nice. you, Lithuania. Yeah. Hold that grudge. <laughs> Wars started on less than that. Uh, my uh, favorite, my favorite libertarian bit of yours, Andrew, is the the dad jokes video. It's hilarious. Oh, thank you. That's but it makes me wonder if Trump told a dad joke, how would what what, what the fuck would that sound like? I would love to hear it. I am not familiar with this video. Give me a little bit of it. Well, are uh, so so Dre, are you familiar with dad jokes? Have you seen this? It's like a genre of, of comedy videos. She does uh, a podcast with me, so yes. Okay, right. <laughs> That's my only kind of uh, so so imagine intentionally lame jokes. They're jokes that are designed to, like they're jokes where you're going for the womp womp. Yeah. That's kind of the goal. And uh, Austin Bragg, who who's frequently playing opposite me in reason videos, he he was uh, we did that together and, and basically the conceit of it is that uh, I am doing standard dad jokes and Austin is just going down this deep sink well of depression where I'm like, you know, I'm going, what uh, what did the uh, communists use uh, to light their homes before light bulbs? Um, hold on, wait, I'm sorry. Before I already that. screwed it up. I haven't done it in a while. What did communists use to light their homes before candles, light bulbs? Ha 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 ha, communism, right? And then Austin's are like, uh, um, they're mostly about dead veterans, <laughs> things like that. They're just very, dark. very sad and dark and it just, it's progressively worse and worse. It's a funny video. Oh God, I got it. Hilarious. Dad jokes. You gotta so, Google that. So Justin's bugging me about this. Of course. He oh, is. Wait, wait, pause. So uh, obligatory comment, uh, sir. Take it away with the uh, the the warning that we gave you earlier, and talk about uh, nuclear power for a minute. How do you feel about nuclear power, Andrew? Me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think, you know, and I, I think it's uh, something that we should probably be doing. I'm in favor of nuclear power. Now, I, I don't, oh man, we're opening up a can of words here. I think climate change is happening. I think we should be doing something about it. It seems to me that nuclear power would be probably the fastest, cleanest way to be doing something about it. So I like I, that, that to me is something of a litmus test for people that are scientifically serious about climate change. For example, when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, yeah. her her cow farting thing and like <laughs> nuclear was just off the table and I was like what nuclear is off the table I was like oh because you're it's more of an emotional push than an actual engineering problem um, but no I like I'm I'm in favor of it I'm obviously you don't want to build the crappy Soviet ones that that blow up and cause HBO specials but uh, you know as long as you can keep it safe I think they're a good deal and damn that was painful to watch Ugh. the the what HBO how hard for the the Soviet Chernobyl thing. Chernobyl. Both. I mean, the, both. But the, the series, you know, them like, oh god, can you just listen to the scientists for five seconds, please? <laughs> I, I I enjoyed the series. I just I, the only thing I'm worried about is the blowback from it, because um, I, I could see people freaking out more about it, and it's like sure. it's, it's like one of those things. Like like I'm gonna quote some. I'm gonna drop some Thomas Sowell on you guys. Uh, okay. Th Thomas Sowell said, uh, it, "There aren't when it comes to the environment, there aren't solutions. There are trade-offs, and that's that's accurate, right? So like." 
uh, again, it's like, and I, I like the planet. I do things to help the planet. I consider myself an environmentalist. But when you go back and you look at, say, like um, uh, the Kyoto Protocols that the United States didn't sign on to, and everybody was really worried that we were all going to die because we didn't sign on to the Kyoto Protocols, we've actually surpassed the Kyoto Protocols. And the reason we did it was because of fracking. Fracking, that thing that everybody hates, that they, they is this terrible, terrible. Well, no, fracking is way cleaner than coal. And, uh, you know, there are other forms of energy that are cleaner is than it? fracking. But fracking, if, if you're against, if you think climate change is happening and you think greenhouse gases are the cause for that, then fracking has been your friend over the last 20 years. And I, I don't I don't get into this mindset of there are there are evil energy sources and there are holy energy sources. That's how religious people think. Uh, and I don't want to apply that to a scientific conversation. I want to, what's cheap and clean and not likely to kill people from lung cancer? Well, uh, nuclear power is in that, in that arsenal. Well, and really too, the, the biggest bitches about fracking aren't really issues with fracking. They're no. issues with wastewater disposal. Yes, it's with an entirely different conversation. And I, I and I, you're you're talking to somebody from Oklahoma, and uh, like, and all that. We we've got more earthquakes. That is that is a part of the thing, and and, and that is you're right. It's not from the fracking. It's from the water uh, resequestration. I, I can't remember the exact term. Right. I mean, they get it. They pump back in. Technically, fracking in its in its honest form can't even happen in Oklahoma. For what? it to be fracking, you have to have a shale oil source. Are you questioning the honesty of our fracking? Are you are you questioning the character yeah. of our fracking there? Look, there is no shale oil in Oklahoma. I live here, you're from here, you know this. And oh, it's not fracking. To to the local. Yeah. yeah, it's not fracking unless it's shale oil. We don't have that. So what are we doing in Oklahoma? It, it's We're doing um, lateral mining. Oh, okay. All right. Lateral mining sounds cute. Uh, what do you do in Minecraft? It's, it's, um, it's, they're really similar, but they're not the same. Is there a diamond sword involved? It, it, it like, in like, Arkansas, there's a diamond sword involved. Something something I would bring up is now, now I do think lateral lateral mining has led to a bunch more earthquakes in Oklahoma. And that, that is a thing to, to be considered. And, and maybe that's a thing in terms of waste that should be dealt with. But the other thing is, honestly, I would like most of the Oklahomans I know are like, you know, I prefer the earthquakes over a statewide depression for 30 years. And I'm like, well, like that is a thing to factor in, isn't it? Like I, yeah. I, between becoming Flint, Michigan, circa 1998 versus having some earthquakes, a lot of Oklahomans would prefer the earthquakes. Right. I mean, living in Oklahoma, you guys, I, you're in Omaha, so you, know, you, you hear me talk about it, but I cannot express to you how, how frustrating and bewildering it can be at sometimes. At the same time, this is a beautiful state and we have amazing resources. You also have Lawton, place. so there's that. Well, have yeah. Lawton. Oh yeah, Lawton. I, I was stationed there. on Fort Sill for a couple oh. of years. So. so wait, can I can I just because I haven't lived in Oklahoma for a decade now. Oh. I am a Oklahoma last year or two years ago. <laughs> like within a week, it went from we should hang anyone that has marijuana. We should just hang them, drug dealers and drug. There's no good drug people. You should just hang them. And then like a week later, it was like, can we sell marijuana at church? Because I think we could really raise a lot of money for the, the kids going to summer camp. Like Oklahoma went from like <laughs> the, the most just super anti-drug state in the union to like the great, like I, I, we, my family has a cabin in uh, Wagner, Oklahoma, because we're doing pretty well. And, uh, and, and as I, was I used driving to live in, in Coweta, man. Oh, I, you live in Coweta? Wow. That's like, that's like a, like not even Wagner level. Wagner's like the, uh, right? the, the, the big, the big, uh, the, the, the big proper uh, metropolis over there. But as, as you're driving in, like you're seeing like the standard, like rural Oklahoma signs that are like, 
evolution's a scam. And then there's like another one that says like, pray for Deborah. And it doesn't specify what we're praying for. You're supposed to pray for Deborah. And then after that, it's like a giant weed sign, like come buy weed in Oklahoma. And I was like, this is mind blowing to me. I'm like, it's some alternate dimension where Oklahoma is super pro marijuana. Good job. Well, yeah, initiative referendum, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, who was um, behind that? Was that you guys? There were a lot of movements behind yeah. that. We tried to assist, but really it was green the vote. That was, it was them. Green, green the was, vote. That, that was like a political action committee. Yeah, it was green right the now. vote and um, Oklahomans for medical marijuana, uh, Dean, Dean Grove, Frank Grove, sorry, um, was big behind that. Norma Sapp at, at Oklahoma Normal, she was involved. And props to them. Really, I mean, hats off. Because I, I thought Oklahoma, because we didn't we didn't uh, end Prohibition until 56. Uh, and, uh, and, and so I thought we were going to be trailing forever. But nope, we beat Texas on marijuana. Yeah. No, like, so the thing is, Nebraska is going to be the last state to legalize <laughs> marijuana. Yeah. It no, will be after the feds have legalized it. And then Dre and I are going to be fighting ballot initiatives for about 20 years after that to finally get it legalized. Look, man, it's been 25 years since the first casino opened in Oklahoma. 25 years this month huh. since the first casino opened in Oklahoma. And it ruined uh, the state. If only really, we'd listen to the scolds. Right? <laughs> I mean, Oklahoma's been really um, probably 10 to 15 years behind most of the rest of the country on, on things happening. Um since 2016, when when the party got the ballot here, initiative referendum's been used 11 times. It's only cool. been used something like less than 30 times in the history of the state, but 11 times since 2016. We have cold beer and wine sales now too. You can buy booze at the gas yeah. station. Yeah, used to yeah, used to be um, yeah. No, th th that's a cool thing. Like there's there's this kind of there's this weird um, kind of dual impulse in middle America from which I am sprung where it's like there is this like very intense social conservatism. But then when you start talking to a lot of folks, a significant portion in Oklahoma uh, that like might have an opinion about marijuana or gays or something that conflict with mine. And then you're like, it's in his garage. And they're like, what? Of course he can do that. It's his garage. It's America. You can do whatever you want. As long as you're not hurting nobody, you can do whatever you want in your garage. And I'm like, absolutely, 100%. Great. Let's vote on that. Right. That that it is. It is that. So it's. It's a love hate for me with Oklahoma, you know, right. because you, you have like the kind of rural Barry Goldwater impulse going on, and then you at the same time have the kind of like I don't know uh, twangy Jeff Sessions phenomenon going on at the same time, where it's like you know what we should do? We should uh, uh, just make my interpretation of Protestant Christianity the law, and uh, right. there's, that, there's that going on as well. Look, the best thing Trump did was get Scott Pruitt the fuck out of Oklahoma. <laughs> like, props yeah. to you, motherfucker. Thank you. I want to um, rag on that guy for a minute. Scott Pruitt, uh, when, when, when Colorado legalized marijuana, he came in and was like, you know what? We're going to use the, uh, the interstate commerce clause to, to fight this. And I was like, wait a minute. Aren't you like a small government states rights guy and you're using the friggin' commerce clause to stop another state from its legal I'm, initiatives? You can no, that is No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ricketts got behind that ASAP as well. Oh, of course. Nanny bullshit. Yeah. Well, they can't do that right next to our state. No, that we don't allow that here. They can't do it next door. I'm sorry. No. Sorry. Yeah, uh, look, if your neighbor You gotta get that pussy out of your face, dude. That's literally your, your neighbor saying the only sex that's acceptable is missionary sex. <laughs> Isn't that- And you going, and you going okay, yeah, that works for me. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, you know, I feel like one of the really big, uh, big light bulb moments we had in the Enlightenment was that you get to own your own body. 
you it's not it's not in trust it's the community doesn't own your body it doesn't own what you do and pretty much there are exceptions here but pretty much as long as you're not hurting anybody and whoever you're doing something to is into it you can do whatever you want so right. you know if you want to smoke marijuana or drink vodka or have a five-way uh that as long as all the people in the five-way are, are down to do it and they're of consuming yep. age then that's you know I'm, i may not approve probably because i wasn't invited but uh, right. but uh you know you can legally do it what did you want yeah you just don't get to do it in somebody else's front yard that's all yeah. it is yeah, yeah, I'm all about maintaining a, a very, um, a very well kempt yard with with limited nudity in it. Uh, I, I, want, I want you to, yeah. It's, it, again, this is. I should just develop an entire political philosophy based off of your garage because I feel like that actually. That well, is. You know, the Enlightenment. If we go back to John Locke and people are like, I hate this person. He wears glasses. I don't want to listen to him. But I'm like, I want to talk about your garage and what you can legally do in your garage because you own your garage. I, I'll run for president on that. The garage party. You'd probably win. Yeah, be, man, that'd be a hell of a month. <laughs> <laughs> would oh you be God. would you be impeached or assassinated? <laughs> well, see, for, first of all, what I, what I'm thinking about doing on, on my podcast, which I'm going to plug again, it's called the Political Orphanage, and I encourage your listeners to check it out. Uh, mm -hmm. What what I might do here in the future, because I bring on a lot of comedians, is I, I think I might run for vice president. That sounds like a lot of fun. Running for vice president doesn't sound like a lot of responsibility. And so, so my job on the podcast will be to bring on comedians and then interview them to see if I want them to be my presidential candidate that yes. I'll team up with. So basically, I, as the vice president, have been vetting the presidential candidate. I think I can hold on as vice president for 15, 20 years. I think I've created I'm, that. President, nah, I think I'd get impeached real quick. Like, I think you'd be a decent <laughs> vice president, but like, try telling Ford that it's not a big job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good point. Oh man. Well, I, here's, this is what I probably do then. I think I would go ahead and get sworn in and then I would resign. That way I'd still get to be, I'd be in the history book, right. Of like uh, the only president, like I, you know what I do? I would do it one day less than William Henry Harrison. <laughs> in 30 days. I do it in like 29 days. That way I get to be in there. And I just did it for the Guinness book of world records. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why Trump picked Pence. Right, it's life insurance. Didn't you didn't think anybody won him over him? Pence is legitimately worse, right? Pence is the guy that wanted to use electroshock therapy to cure homosexuality. You guys remember that, right? Is that legit? Yeah. That's not completely legit. I don't know if it's legit, but that's what everybody zeroes Yeah, it, like, it is legit. I mean, did he use those specific words? No, but read it. Like, seriously, come He donated on. to a, a foundation that donated money to gay conversion therapy, he which was, is disgusting. He was also publicly anti-marriage equality. He was publicly right, and, on and the record of, for this shit. Come right, right. On. I'm, not, I'm not making excuses for I can for add, Penn. like, basic math. I'm not Even making excuses for Pence. I'm just saying, let's be accurate about it. He's bad enough. Like, we don't need to embellish. Like, at first right. I was like, fuck, Trump and Pence? And then I was like, well played, motherfucker. I get you. <laughs> I, I think Pence, when he got nominated, I was like, is that the generic white guy from every picture frame I've seen at Sears? Like, yeah. I, like I thought that's who that was at first. And I was like, oh, that's that guy from Indiana. Right, right. I remember that guy. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about the Indiana Libertarians doing such a good job, but Indiana also had Pence. Right. So, you know what? Can I? I'll say this. I met him a few years ago because I was doing stand up at um, at a Club for Growth event, and at the time he was Governor Pence, and he gave at the he gave uh, first first time I'd ever seen him before. I didn't know who he was. He gave a great speech that was all about states are the laboratories of democracy and. 
Uh, and like, and it, he struck me at the time as a kind of uh, states' rights center right Republican. And then he signed on with Trump, and I was like, uh, okay, I don't, I'm not, I don't like him so much anymore. And then I found out about all the social conservative stuff that I didn't know about. Yeah, it's really like creepy. creepy. All right, but can we just admit that? Him being around for all the race Bannon memes is just fucking gold. Oh, dude, the meme mine out of this presidency oh, yeah. in general, it's gold. Like this, it's classic. It's never, it's never gonna go out of style. It's bottomless. There's no end to it. I'm working on a theory. I think maybe we're not living in the real universe. I think we're living in the. It would explain Oklahoma's marijuana. Uh, and uh, I so my like I every other day I wake up and I'm like. I wonder back in the real universe what President Huntsman's up to right now. I wonder what that guy's doing. And uh, like we're meanwhile living in the sitcom universe where uh, we elected a game show host as our president. That's what we did. Like we're living in like the Lex Luthor becomes president version of America. And uh, that it, I don't know, it just it, it explains a lot when you get into that mindset. It's the second what? Back to the Future or Idiocracy. I mean, pick. oh man, this is where Biff becomes the big guy. Look, seriously, an article came out where the writers of Back to the Future 2 openly are saying that they based the Biff character on Donald Trump at the time. Like, it's batshit crazy. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. That no, that's been real? confirmed. That's been confirmed <laughs> in multiple interviews. trying to rig up electrical cords to people. That, like, really, they based the second... Wow, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. All right, <laughs> motherfuckers, the writers of that, that's who we need to elect as president and vice president because they know shit. They, they know, know how what's to get coming out of it. next. They know how to undo it. All right, that was 1989 when that movie came out. So they wrote that in like 87 or 88 or earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was already well known then. Um, like he was almost ready to be in Home Alone. So that was a thing. Yeah. That I well, they've been talking about in rap songs for how many since rap mm -hmm. came out? I think Andrew froze again. Oh no! Oh. No, I want to. Okay, you guys, when he comes back, I want to get to the vaping. Oh, game. there he is. Oh, oh, he's yeah. back. Am I here? Yeah, yeah. yeah you. You're back. Hello. Hello. Okay, so I, I don't know if you heard what I just said. We you want to talk to me about vaping? Yeah. Yes. Good. So. I never, like when vaping started, uh, it was soon after, you know, I think smoking may have still been allowed in some areas here. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, me and Zach are. Um, uh, no, I'm in Bellevue. Thank you. Whatever. Uh, the um, Kenny Bunkport of Nebraska, scenic <laughs> Bellevue. <laughs> so I never dreamed they would try to ban vaping indoors, let alone what's going on now. Like New York just came out, Cuomo is banning, and it said... Uh, I tried to get clarification. All it said was flavored e-cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So they are so misinformed. They aren't even saying flavored e-cigarette juice or flavored e-juice. They're saying flavored e-cigarettes. Well, e-cigarettes aren't flavored. They're mechanical device, electronical devices. They don't have a flavor. It's the juice that you put in the cartridge in the thing that is flavored. So right there, it's just kind of like the well gun. I'm annoyed by the fact that they don't know what they're talking about. I'm just so sick of the fucking knee jerk, right? These kids get sick because they're buying some black market bullshit. And we all know that the black market is created by government. So fuck the state, right? And the state's reaction is shame on these fruity flavors, not damn, we fucking killing people. Like, yeah. come on. 
There, there's, uh, yeah, that whole thing. So there, there are a few things that I, I am uh, uh, increasingly moderate on, but one of the things that I remain rather stalwart on on the concept of liberty is government, uh, government paternalism. I don't, like if we wanna have a conversation about healthcare and maybe the government needs to be involved, I'm, I'm open to that. But when it comes to- um, What you put in your body huh? as an adult. Yeah, what but basically, uh, I think you're a moron and I'm your better and I want your betters to be in charge of you to protect you from yourself. I have no, I have no time for that nonsense. And with, right. with vaping, it's not even just like, I don't, I don't vape, but um, it's not just the, the kind of um, uh, affront I have philosophically to it. There actually is a ramification there, which is that people are going to die. So I was living in New York the last six years and I, I'll, I'll back up. I don't think Puritans ever went away. I, I think they just kind of forked. They went into yep. the kind of, Jeff Sessions, social conservatives that, that we were talking about earlier. And then they also went into the like kind of um, uh, pearl clutching New England progressive movement. Of we, we you can say SJW on our show. It's okay. SJ, yeah. yeah, the social desert. But, but this idea of like, listen, you shouldn't be so fat. We're going to ban sodas. That's just not a, you know, and cigarettes are, no, respectable people don't do that. And, and it, it, this, this idea, like a, a, um, trying to control people based on distaste. I have a worldview, and you are not you're not comporting in a respectable way, and I'm going to try and stop you from doing it. Um, and uh, and I think you see that with vaping all the time. So like prior right, right now, there's two uh, two groups that are looking to ban it. So it's probably going to happen. President Trump has said that they might do it with the FDA, uh, and the FDA has confirmed they're thinking about banning. And I don't know all the proper uh, language, Dre. But then again, I'm not trying to ban it. Um, right. Uh, right. They're they're thinking about ban banning you know flavored uh, vaping. Uh, meanwhile, Michigan has banned it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Massachusetts, New York, New York State, and California are all thinking about doing it. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, New York, when I was living there under uh, a Bloomberg, who sort of fancied himself a, a Marcus Aurelius character, uh, he had banned vaping in all public locations. And the, the rationale, I'm not making this up, the rationale was vaping looks like cigarettes. And so if adults are vaping in public, it might encourage children to smoke cigarettes. And it was like, I was like wait a minute, but. Are, are, you're aware that most of the people vaping are trying to quit smoking cigarettes, right? Right. Like, are we are we aware of this? That vaping is actually a pretty good bridge to not dying from cancer, and that by eliminating that, you're going to increase cancer with all the people actually smoking. What drives me crazy is drinking is legal, but yet most people who drink act like freaking morons, myself excluded. Just kidding. Um, you know, and but they, you know, you can do that in front of children. And since there's no smoking in bars, children can go to bars now freely and openly. And I see them there all the time before whatever nine o'clock or whatever before that cutoff is. And Amen. that's so to not see children and to drink alcoholic beverages and be an adult and to have adult conversations. You know, they, they did something comparable in Utah for a while. Although I want to give a shout out to Utah, they did repeal this. So props Utah for coming around. But there used to be a thing called a Zion curtain. And the Zion curtain, uh, which was much the same logic, was that uh, no one, including adults, could watch a cocktail being mixed in a bar in Utah. Uh, there had to be an opaque um, kind of glass structure. So if you were to go to a bar in Utah, you'd, you'd go in and there, there was like a, like a glass booth kind of looking thing that the bartender would step into to make your martini. And it was riddled with all sorts of other things too, because the older places uh, were, were grandfathered in. So, you know, which tends to happen with regulatory capture. Um, you know, they've, they've got some pockets that are able to carve out a space in the new law, which screws over any new bars happening. But the logic was, again, that uh, adults would, would be unable to uh, satiate themselves if they saw the, the drink being mixed. It's like seeing a martini naked. Uh, oh and what, they, what, they, what they currently have is a Zion moat, or at least what they're debating. I'm not sure if they enacted it or not. The Zion moat is um, you, can, you can now mix drinks in public, but you can't do it within 30 feet of children. 
or something to that effect. Because if a kid sees a cocktail being made, he'll immediately go go home and figure out how to make a cocktail. Yeah, he's going to stop off at the liquor store and pick up. A yeah, exactly. That kid, like, three of those kids will hop into a trench coat on each other's uh, shoulders and they'll walk <laughs> and be like, hello, I'd like to buy some cherry syrup and some vodka. And they'll go, oh, oh, that's good to make, uh, clearly adult. Right? So ridiculous. Like okay, the other thing that, like the other thing people don't get, right? Let's say you're you're genuinely anti-smoking and, and sitting here smoking. You all know I'm getting ready to try to quit. That's coming next month, and I'm really excited about it. But um, you're okay with them coming after smoking, right? You don't like the way it smells, or you don't want it around you. Okay, cool. So what are they going after next, right? So it's alcohol, and then that gets gets repealed. Oh. Um, Spittoons used to be on every fucking corner. They're gone, right? <laughs> Man, and, I miss the world with the spittoons. Right? <laughs> Cigarettes, now vaping. And everybody goes, well, those things are horrible. Cool. No. If that's how you feel, I respect that. But what happens when it's anybody with a tattoo? Or they come or after anybody with you an earring? Oh, you're, you're gonna, Aaron, you're going to hate this because I'm, I am, I'm a hypocrite. I'm just going to out myself as a hypocrite. I rather like the cigarette smoking ban in Oklahoma. And I can't, I can't justify it. I'm not going to try to. I can't claim that I philosophically like it. But the bars really improved for me after that happened. Same. I mean, and, and I get it. I'm just saying, think about that. Use the market to enact that shit. If a bar is too smoky, stop fucking going there. <coughs> But so on the flip side, to play devil's advocate, when smoking was legal in bars, and I'm pretty sure there's nowhere in the country at this point where you can do that. I don't think so. um, When it was legal, you couldn't find bars that didn't have smoking. And because I there was a man with a possible like, drinking problem. I had a real hard time finding any non-smoking Right, but words. isn't that because all the people that were bothered by it, instead of protesting outside or turning to social media, just kept going and giving yeah. them money? Isn't that mm-hmm. why? Yes, they kept like, going bitching like, that they had to watch. Well, where else are you going to go to publicly drink and hang out with people and watch the game? Go to your buddy's house, rent an Airbnb, but take some personal fun. There were no Airbnbs in that time, Aaron. There were on. hotels, there were cabins, there right. were tents. But the hotels were, were not non smoking, so the rooms all stank. <laughs> you know, so do it in your house, but man I, up and take some responsibility. Don't say I'm going to continue to financially support this business that does shit I don't like, but punish the people who do shit I don't like outside of this business. I mean, that's fucking hypocritical. And for the record, I'm owning being a hypocrite. I'm not, I'm not trying to. Uh, like all these people now in Oklahoma, since, since this this ammo ban at Walmart, are like, "Ooh, I'm boycotting Walmart." Well, what fucking took you so long? Hmm. I haven't shopped at Walmart in years. Really? What? I what? will drive to the next town over. I what, did uh, not go to Walmart. Aaron, what's your what's your problem with Walmart? What what prompted that? There, there are so many problems with Walmart, but in Oklahoma, it's watching watching special concessions being made at city council mm-hmm. levels for Walmarts to go oh. in. That when they go in, they put small businesses out of business yeah. because they're not getting the same fucking concessions. Wait, so so on, honest question because like I, I sometimes come to Walmart's defense when I'm when I'm talking to my progressive friends because they just hate it because it's big and capitalist, right? And then I'm like, well, hold on, markets are good, you know, you know the spiel, right? But like right. Walmart is actively trying to to like use regulatory capture or get subsidies or, or sweet deals with with local governments that makes it an unfair. Playing field? Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm. Absolutely. And I'm not going to say a weird Walmart moment I had recently. That is, is there uh, a Walmart moment that isn't a little weird? That's a good point. Right. Go ahead. Um, so, so uh, Zach, in, in my case, uh, I, I, uh, I've, I've been traveling a lot this summer and I've, I have weird hours cause I've been in other countries a lot. And I, I was at a Walmart in Oklahoma at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and it was just me and one other guy looked to be about 50, uh, salt and pepper beard and two o'clock in the morning, there's one thing in his, in his cart. A hatchet. He's gone to Walmart at two o'clock in the morning to buy a hatchet, and I'm like, "What a what tree felling emergency is this gentleman dealing with after midnight?" And I think the answer is he was going to kill his neighbor. I think that's the only logical thing is he's probably going to kill his wife, or or a cow, probably. Yeah, 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 no, his you know, wife. Braid a cow, whatever. Who kills a cow with a hatchet, Aaron? Dude, this is a forty-five at like, least. Okay. Uh, I'll I've tell seen you, some uh, weird uh, shit. A, a farmer who wants to get his anaerobic exercise in. That's who. A farmer who both cares about swift deliverance for animals and about his heart. People kill cows with cars every day in Oklahoma. Wait, on purpose? I hope not. Yeah, that like. That, but that like, is... seriously, how does a cow just jump out the fucking front of you like a deer? These are not yeah, agile, sprinty point. animals. You're right. They don't, they, and they're not really. Will you stop things. fucking fat shaming? <laughs> last week you went on this big rant about oh my god we need to be nice to skinny people we shouldn't be body shaming and now you're going after cows for being too no, fat look, way to about, go Double I, I was not like we need to be nice to skinny people i was like all you non-skinny people who <laughs> claim to be part of the body positivity movement that post it that say Real men want some meat, not just bones. Are fucking hypocritical cunts. That's all I was saying, and that's still true. <laughs> like, if that's you, do you? But like, fucking, at some point, you might consider trying to get honest. Just saying. I'm just saying, maybe you should be nice to cows. I have feelings too. I mean, they have feelings too. Cows are awesome. But if you've been around cows, you know these are not sprinty animals. It's not a fucking cheetah. I mean, a bull. They're, they have maybe a good top speed. Really, maybe they're just lazy deer. Has anybody looked into this? Is it possible that they're the same the, the same creature? So it's just here, that we caught the slow ones. And, and Here's and the thing. Guys. The deer that you have down there, not so much. The deer that we have up here are quite a bit bigger. And the further north you go, the more fucking massive those sons of bitches get. Dude, I yeah. lived in Traverse City, Michigan until I was okay. That's not. That's not mm, no. <laughs> Michigan's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like North Dakota into Canada. Uh, Michigan doesn't is- count. It's not a real state. <laughs> Half of it's in Canada anyway. You, you know, there's there's a little oh, dangly are. bit of Minnesota. There's like a dangly bit of Minnesota. That's it. There's a peninsula that comes down into the Great Lakes, and or I think it's the Great Lakes. But because of the parallel of the treaty we've got with Canada, this tiny dangly bits. Uh, Basically, an island, right? It's America, but you have to drive through Canada. And I think this is great. I used I used to know a guy that worked for the, uh, or I, I know a guy that used to work for a congressman from that district. And when when pe- people from there need to go to like the grocery store or something, they drive to the border, which is unmanned, and they on the honor system, they walk into the little booth and they pick up the phone and go, "Hey, it's Mitch. I need to come through Canada." And they go, "Okay, Mitch, you have permission to stamp your passport. Travel safe." And then the, Mitch will stamp his own passport and drive through Canada. And they'll come back and be like, "Mitch, I'm back." And they're like, "Okay, thanks for visiting Canada, Mitch." It's a really adorable checkpoint. Like, I, it's well, a yeah. goal. We eventually get to that point. 
that's one of the most hysterical things about the wall to me is somebody who grew up in, in Michigan. Canadians cross the border every day to go to work where they're not paying income taxes and then go home and spend their money there. And, and you, you talk to me about people south of the border coming in and stealing your jobs and not paying their fair share. Like, dude, Canadians do it all the time. And we do it to Canadians all the time. Okay, but to be fair, Canadians aren't really people. Uh, can I tell you guys my, my brilliant immigration plan for uh, when I run as vice president? Yes. yes. Wait, hold on. Dre's signaling me with something. What? Well, so Dre's been muted for God knows how long trying to talk, but she muted herself. It's not even my fault. Fuck. <laughs> See, I thought I, Dre, Dre was, I, I thought I was doing something terrible and Dre was frantically signaling me to let me know that I'd screwed up. And I was like, I don't know. What did I do? Was I not supposed to bring up cows? <laughs> so I was trying to say, can Americans do that the other way in Canada? And then, yes, I totally wanted to hear about your uh, uh, immigration policy because there are so many out there and libertarians have a very, very unique view on this, I think, as opposed to most people. So I'm dying to hear what yours is, Andrew. So this is my plan. Everyone can come to America as long as they open up an ethnic restaurant. That's it. That's the whole plan. If you want to come here and open up an ethnic restaurant and it's good Guatemalan food, I will support you and I think you should do it. And I've had people criticize my plan here and they're like, well, but what if, uh, what if somebody comes in and they're, they open a restaurant, but they're also terrorists? And my response to that is, out. how good is their food? Is it really tasty food? Because I had this stuff called Cunefe a few years ago, and it's like it's like Turkish baklava. It's like baklava only soaked in honey with cheese in it. I would oh, very much, I would totally risk the lives of millions of Americans to have unfettered access to Cunefe right now. Deal. <laughs> Check, take next. We added cheese to baklava. Oh, it's so good. I so so Dre, I spent um like a few days in, in Istanbul a few years ago. One of the best days of my life. All I did was wander around Istanbul, going into shops going, Y'all have Cunefe? And then be like, Yeah, and then they just like put this bowl and I, I ended up like I, I really overdid it, got sick and vomited. Don't care. It was awesome. It was worth <laughs> like nine bowls of honey filled uh, uh cheese baklava, hundred percent. Oh my God. I hope they have a thing here. I hope I'm spelling it. Oh, okay. I'm going to hit you up for the spelling on that later. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I've, if you figure it out, I think it's K U N U F E, but I, but I've, I've, I've had a hard time finding it. Uh, so if you find it, let me know. Cause I I'm, I'm all about that. It's the best dessert ever. You're going to have Andrew flying into <laughs> Omaha just to have some. Yeah, no, I'll do it. If it is, I'm just, I'm just going to be looking, I'll be, I'll be eyeballing prices, Omaha versus Istanbul. And if it's like, a two one ratio, I'll be like well, clearly I'll just go to Omaha. I don't want to go to Istanbul for the Cunefe anyway. It can't yeah, be that hard to make if you can find the cheese. Oh. Baklava's not hard to make. I want someone who knows what they're doing. I have no idea yeah, what we're talking about right when, now. It's just filo dough and butter and nuts and honey. It's not difficult. It takes time, but it's not hard. Yeah, I think, well, I think what you'd do is you'd you'd, you'd make the because there's there's a lot of chatter on the the, uh, the 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 text over here about this thing. So um, basically, imagine molten cheese at the bottom of the bowl with like shredded baklava on top, and then you just soak the whole thing in honey. That can't oh. be that hard to make. That's just phyllo dough and nuts. Okay. I, then I, I'm totally, I think, you know what? I'm going to find it. Aaron, so you, Margaret you, already you came up, up with the correct in Oklahoma and dominate it and then open it up next to a marijuana dispensary and you'll become a billionaire in no time. Billionaire. I, I right. gave <laughs> up working in restaurants. I'm, I am, I'm over that time in my life. Um, 
No, he's not saying work in a restaurant. He's saying open a restaurant. It's a different fucking thing. Eric. No, <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> Opening a restaurant, working in a restaurant, same fucking thing. I promise you. <laughs> I'm sure. So uh, Maggie's posting uh, oh, the Wikipedia link. Maggie, thank you, Maggie. my life. First thing at Google when I come into a city from now on will be Conafe. Uh, I've been saying it wrong. Conafe question mark. Thank you. And this is Turkish, you said? Turkish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, okay. So when I deployed um, into UAE, because it's UAE and, and most of their workers are basically slave labor from India, um, mm. they, they would have people come out and work on our generators uh, and they were all Indian. And I always felt really bad for them. So we would take some of the leftover meals that they would bring us out on site that no one wanted to eat. And we'd give it to them and be like, hey, here's some food because you're all like 94 pounds. Uh, so they thought that this was some kind of custom. So they had to share their meal with us. And uh, I couldn't be rude. So I had to try it. And I hate curry. I, well, well, I discovered I don't hate curry. I hate American curry. Because right? their curry was fucking amazing. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't like spicy food and it lit my mouth on fire, but I didn't care because it was fucking good. I said that for years, said I hate curry. And then I took a job working at an international restaurant um, and, and told them I hate curry. And they said, well, surprise, you're going to make a lot of it. Um, but I learned how to make authentic curry. And it's it's it, it's not even on the same planet. It's ridiculous. When I, when I go into Indian restaurants and they're like, how spicy do you want the food? I'm like, um, I'm going to do two out of five on a white guy scale. And they're like, got it. Salt. All right. <laughs> do that for you, sir. That's what I do. If I go to Thai and it's like one to 10, I'm like, give me a four and a half. And if it's Indian and it's like one to five, I'm like, give me a two or a three. But there are so many spices. You don't need the heat because it is so flavorful. You're tasting that for Oh, it's just amazing. I love it. I don't understand how anybody can hate curry. I love the, like we, I work at a tech company and we have a lot of Indian uh, associates and when they bring their food in to heat it up, I'm like, oh my God. Right. So as we can see, Keaton's immigration ethnic restaurant plan has brought the four of us together and it, it works can bring America together too. It works yep. for me. So I need to pause. I need to pause this for a second because this is very relevant. My friend just posted a picture on her Facebook of something called Screwball, which is apparently peanut butter whiskey. And I didn't know I was missing that in my life, but I feel like it's something I need, I need to discover. Peanut Why? butter whiskey. I'm trying to think if this is either brilliant or the kind of thing that an alcoholic would come up with in their junior year of college. I'm not, <laughs> sure, I'm not sure which one it is. It's one of the two. I am all about peanut butter everything, though. And if, like, look, I hate to admit really? it, but I'm a fan of good whiskey, too. Look, dude, if I can't and, have and you a peanut, believe butter that peanut butter whiskey would fall into that category, Zach? I don't know. No. <laughs> so the only whiskey I have found that I like is it's a special. Uh, holiday thing that crown royal put out it's a salted caramel crown royal mm. and i can drink it straight okay no your opinion no longer matters in this discussion. That, that sounds i'm gonna put that in the liqueur category although it does sound tasty zach are you a scotch guy oh it's strong as fuck yeah i don't know where the bottle went but yes yes uh, that uh, that i too am a scotch man i i am a big fan of scotch whiskey i it's required like i can't be scottish and not enjoy a good scotch oh, that's right you're wearing a kilt aren't you yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, I, I was just over there for a month, uh, and I, I lived I'm over there. I'm totally jealous because I've never been home. Oh, you got to! It's it's great time. It's it's really fun. And they're uh, so you you've not so you're you're of Scottish descent, but you haven't been over, right? They're um, uh, they're they're my they're, family came here uh, as slaves essentially after losing in the Jacobite Revolution. Hey, I think mine did too. We came over like because we backed the wrong king. Uh, on my mom's Bonnie, side of the family, Bonnie like Prince we, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Either either him or his dad, and like, and we went to Ireland for a generation, and I assume we did something bad there because we left from there to America, and then we just didn't so talk we about we were so those are the rednecks. We weren't rednecks. We came over immediately because we were the clan that uh, started everything. Uh, okay, so like in my family's case, like so your family, they were like, you need to leave immediately and go to the colonies. In my family, they were like, you can go to Ireland. What? Uh, we let you have land on another island, and that was like that was kind of the okay, all right. All right so I'll I'll take it. I'll take the redneck status. Apparently, the the four hundred years of redneck. Uh, um, but no, Zach, you need to go to Scotland. They, uh, it's it's a lovely place. Uh, I lived there for a while. Um, they're uh, the Scots. Um, they they're very friendly, but they seem homicidal. Uh, like they all they all look like you would look if you were rained on every day for forty years. And so you'll walk up to them and be like, "Hey, I like your shirt, man," and they'll just glare at you and go. I like your jib. I think you could come with me to the pub. I'd like to introduce you to some mates of mine. I think they <laughs> like you quite a lot. And you're like, well. No, this is a bad time to cut out. You're going to miss the punchline. Not now. I love the Scottish accent and jokes. They're, they're hilarious. Right? It, it's sad. I really wish I could pull off a, like I the one accent I can't fucking do is my own. I can't do Scottish. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I know. I can't help it. You need to try harder. Like, there are times where I will sit down in the basement and just work on my Scottish accent. It doesn't help. You need to watch Chainsaw. I say Spot. that. I say over, that. Right? If I lived in Scotland for two weeks, I would have it. Right. And maybe immersion is, is the way to go with you. So it is. Yeah. When I go to South, wait until next summer. When I go South to visit my family, I will come back and annoy the shit out of you with that mountain Tennessee accent. Oh, no. you're going to sound like my neighbors. They and sound southern? and I, I overdo it when I'm there specifically, so I pick up the accent. So I come down, and it's like gutter mountain Tennessee accent. Too. Look, there, there is a street in my town, J A R D O T, Jardot, right? Jardot, named, named after a French immigrant. Jardot. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard people who were born and raised in my town say. Yeah, all you got to do is run down there to Jardot and hook you left. Right? There's yeah. people There's people in around here that say Des Moines, okay? <laughs> true, true, true. Or Office Depot instead of, you know. So the, this one, this is the one that gets me because it drives me nuts. And, like, it's this little bit of French that I have drives me crazy. When people say uh, New Orleans or Nolens. No, bitch. It's New Orleans. Get it fucking right. Fight me. I'm just saying Nola from now on because I'm I'm done with this with all the different people. <laughs> it's Nola. Orleans is a really important city in France, like it always has been. I'm sure it is. But I live here. And I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Orleans isn't also under sea level and basically a toilet bowl. Look, yeah. 
in Oklahoma, the town of Verdigris sits on the Verdigree River. Like, think about it for a fucking minute. So we're at 63 minutes. Someone message him and tell him thank you. Uh, we're just going to go offline here. Do you guys want to do a bonus episode tonight? Man, how long have we been on? 63. Minutes? 63 minutes? Yep. I mean, it's what else. Dre, are you messaging him? I did message him, text him. He hasn't seen my message yet. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're, we're good here. Uh, everyone, thank you for watching. Time to go through our calendar here. See who we got coming up. Um, good viewership yeah. today. Awesome participation. Thanks, guys. So, thank Thursday, God fight me, Maggie. Thursday, it's uh the oh he's back. Okay, well, yeah, I'm. Well, he's I'm coming back. Hang on. Next. All right, two, one. So we're at, we are in wrap up mode at this point. So. Oh, good. Sorry about that. Oh, no, I, I uh, is, is this, uh, I'm actually in a at a studio in in what was a, a nudist colony, a former nudist colony. Apparently, the Wi Fi is spotty. Uh, so my apologies for that. Did I miss anything? Uh, well, we missed the punchline of your joke. We, yeah, we were like, no! It was the worst See, timing. Well, I, I, you know what? Now, the moment is lost, sadly. Uh, but uh, the, 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 the gist was that the Scots are nice. They just seem homicidal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's from 800 years of political oppression. You know? You, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, rain. You gotta I gotta say, I think rain is the dominant thing. I think, I think honestly, the rain's a big because if you just suddenly get like, hey, you get your own country, they're gonna be just as dour. They're not like <laughs> if they have if they have an independence referendum, they're not gonna be skipping around and like uh, you know offering people free cigars and things. I think so the next the next independence referendum over there might pass because they're really pissed off about Brexit. It, I think it will. Yeah, because my I, I I've got a pretty good pulse in that country, and and during the last referendum, there were basically three groups. There were People that wanted to stay in the UK, people that wanted to leave to leave the UK and go their own way, and then there was the third group that wanted to leave but didn't think it was a great idea. And one of the big reasons they thought it was a bad idea was that that, that they were told, "Look, if you leave, you don't get to be a part of the European Union anymore. So if you want to be in the European Union, you got to stay in Britain." And then the UK left, and it was like, "Ha ha! You guys have to stay yeah. in the UK, and you don't get to be in Europe." And, there, and yeah. I think that I think the European Union would take them in just to spite England. Could well, this yeah. The Scottish Libertarian Party, those guys are doing great shit over there, too. Like, they hold seats. They're vocal. Wait, what? They do? Yeah. In comparison um, to the American Libertarian Party, they look, in my opinion, they look more similar to the Tea Party. And what well, we They're, they're more classical America. liberals than, like, um, more libertarians. But mm. it is definitely a huge start, right? And it's a cool thing. They're winning seats. Mm. Mostly local seats, but they're taking them. Look, That's classical liberalism is a is a perfectly fine political ideology. Like, well, I wouldn't yeah. be an active if we were in a classically liberal uh, country. I wouldn't be an activist. Like, there yeah. wouldn't be enough for me to care about. I would just right. go upon my day and raise my family. Like, the reason I do this is because the, we're so far away from even that. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I could maybe sit there for a minute. I, I probably <laughs> likely wouldn't stop there. But I could rest there. That's I, I got to say that's about where I am. I'd say I'm more accurately a classical liberal. So maybe I should maybe I should run for for parliament in Scotland. I, maybe I could pull it off. They'll, they'll, they'll 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 be a border. That'd be a fun campaign. You know what? I'll just I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be on permanent campaign. If I lose in Iceland, I'll just go south to Scotland. If I lose in Scotland, I'll just I'll just go at a clockwise formation until I hit a country that accepts me to office. 
and uh, then I'll become like president of Guatemala or something. It'd be great. That'd be awesome. I totally help you. Let me know. Thank you. Yeah, we will. We'll slowly. I'll slowly piece together this international committee to elect Andrew Heaton for something, and, uh, <laughs> and eventually a country will agree to take me in. Be careful and make sure it doesn't like blow back on you the way uh, Colbert's space station. Wait, what whatever. happened? Because I, I don't, I, I vaguely remember this, but I don't remember the details. Did you try and buy there a was, space station? No, there was some kind of competition to name something in the space station, right? Yeah. And he got enough audience support that he won. And then the government was like, yeah, fuck that. We're not. Oh, doing that. they Bodie McBoat faced him? I was yeah. just going to say, this is Bodie McBoat face. Don't, don't try to give credit to anyone else for this <laughs> meme. This is Bodie McBoat face. Yeah. <laughs> that hack. Bodie I McBoat mean, face. I mean, they uh, were like, yeah, fuck no. He was pissed. I, right. I would be too if I did. Like, I was pissed about Bodie McBoatface. Like, mm -hmm. we finally had a celebrity. We had a boat that was a celebrity. It was like the oh, first nice. boat since the Titanic that anybody could name. And <laughs> they decided not to do it. Right. Who did? I thought they went through with that. No, they, they named, named one of the. They named it one of the little craft that's on board. A little like, lifeboat so, thing. I don't think it was a lifeboat. It was like a research vessel that was on board. They uh, named that Bodie McBoatface. Uh, oh, fuck. Terrible. Terrible. So we do need to go over our schedule because this is gonna. This file is starting to get like my computer's uncomfortable with its size. Right. Um. So uh, Thursday we have Dan and Kim fighting for the Libertarian presidential nomination in a death match, not a debate. Um. Uh, next week, uh, we have had a sausage fest for guests lately. So I'm like, we need another cute girl because, you know, the two that I run with. And I, I got to say, though. given how masculine I am, I count as three or four males. <laughs> okay, so I've so. really thrown your ratio off. <laughs> uh, so next week on Tuesday, we have Jess Mears. I uh, love my Jess. You guys tune in. Jess is Yay! amazing. On the, on the 26th, uh, just to double down on the bearded masculinity, we're getting Eric Beasley in. I love my Beasley too. Hi, Eric. Uh, on the first, we have Luke Tatum from the uh, the Culture of Peace podcast. But more importantly, he's making a mobile game. Yay! Uh, talking about it's called Dummy Corporation, where you you run it like a secret military. Uh, uh, like there's a cover that's like a chicken KFC kind of thing, and then underground, you're like this super government organization. It's gonna oh, be that's really cool. hot. Super cool. And I, I feel like I really wanted to hit this topic, but we never got around to it. <clears throat> I really like what you're doing. Um, like, affect, yes, you. Oh, uh, me, thank you. Affecting oh, we're talking about culture. me again, I'll listen. Yeah. Uh, like, my my big thing, and one of the things that we, we've been really trying to do here is, like, we're not a libertarian podcast. We're a podcast that libertarians do. Okay. And the distinction is important, because to me, I feel like, um, most libertarian podcasts are boring and I'm sure yours isn't for the obvious reason of a comedian hosting comedians. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And I mean, like, and, and, you know, to be, to, to really put a, 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 a label on as my, mine's a comedy politics show and it's, it's, it's a political orphanage. It's there. I'd say the, 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 uh, the plurality of people who listen to the program are libertarians, but it's not designed for libertarians. It's designed for people that don't fit into this red team versus blue team thing. So for people that are like, you know what, like I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, or maybe maybe I'm like a moderate one of those parties, but I don't hate everybody in the other one. Eh, I'm designing it for that. I feel like right now there's a there's a big screaming match going on between these two camps within the GOP and the Democrats. I didn't sign up for either of them. 
Uh, I don't, I don't want to be in that. And I, and I, I've, somebody ought to be making a space for just, you want to have like a good chat where we're going to laugh. We'll talk about stuff. And I, and I bring on my progressive friends and I bring on some conservatives and I bring in libertarians and it's, it's, it's a big friendly grubby tent for everybody that doesn't fit into the two party system. You know, sure. I sent you, I sent you an email recently that may look like spam and isn't please read it um, about something that I think is going to be right up your alley because of that. You'll dig it. Wonderful. Thank you. I just, I think the important thing that we're missing is affecting culture. Right. Um, because we let, we let the left do that in America and now they own the media. I, I don't even know if it's the left. Like, I think that it's, I think that there's a, a serious, um, mental framework thing we need to undo. And that's this idea. Like, I don't, I don't ever say left, right anymore. I don't, I don't say left and wing and right wing. And I, and I, I understand don't mean, that. I don't mean to criticize you, Zach. It's just for, for me on my personal level, because it like, like, I think, um, if, if we could go back to, to, to go back to like 14th century or 15th century Scotland, right? And we talked to like uh, an average semi-educated peasant. And in my case, I those said didn't that, exist in Scotland at the time. Oh, well, they would say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, say we went into some local town and they're like, are you Catholic? Or no, no. It was about to be a Catholic Protestant joke. And those are my favorites. Oh, God. <laughs> God Oh, God. We've got yeah. to try to have Andrew back on. Yep. Um, For sure. So we're going to go. Uh, we'll see you all next week or on Thursday. Thursday is going to be a big episode, guys. You want to come for that. Uh, I'm bringing Aaron in because I'm working on Dan's campaign and I don't want this to be unfair. So Aaron's going to come make sure that I behave. Okay, but in fair warning, I agreed to consult for Kim's campaign. So That's why I, you're balancing just, me out. I just want to disclose that so that nobody thinks that you know, it's a balance thing. That's why. And, and remember, um, John is my sub and he will belong to whoever wins that debate. So uh, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, if you're a subscriber, we're, we'll go live in the subscriber group for a couple minutes. Not a long sure. one, though. So we'll see y'all in a few minutes. Bye. Bye-bye.